to the Wise Cast by Sundaram Mutual. Hi, I'm Sunil Subramaniam, Managing Director of Sundaram Mutual. Here to talk to you about my views on the 2021 budget. So let me start off by giving a ranking for the budget. I think the budget deserves a rank of 8.5 out of 10. I view that as a very good rank because to get 10 on 10, it'll have to get everything perfect. But I think eight and a half reflects my positive view on this budget. So when I say positive view, how do I capture my thoughts? I thought that I could use a terminology from another industry, the marketing industry, which talks about the four P's of marketing. So I think if you look at the four P's of the budget, that will give you a sense. What are the four P's? I think the four P's are, first of all, it's a practical budget, practical or pragmatic. Second, it is a prudent budget. Third, it is a protective budget, and fourth, it is a pump priming budget. So these four P's, I think, reflect how the finance minister has done a fabulous job in a balancing act in this year's budget. Let us not forget the situation in which we found ourselves. The first quarter of this financial year saw twenty-one percent negative. The second quarter saw seven and a half percent negative. third quarter is also going to be negative maybe the fourth quarter will be marginally positive but overall you're going to have a negative growth year so normally when you have a negative growth year and you have the pressure of the rating agencies the first thought process of anybody who's managing finances is the household or is a country is to tighten the belt and say let me tie this rough period through we'll take care of the growth and all of the things later that was a tempting thing and everybody have forgiven her the markets were anticipating that such would be the case and hence the recent days the markets had seen a correction but on the contrary the fm has taken the bull by the horn right what are these for some of these you can refer to my media interviews pre budget on my budget wish list so literally 80 to 85% of my budget wish list she has delivered So that's why I gave a rating of eight and a half out of ten. So, what is my first wish list, which you have seen that is happening here, is that she has been bold enough to take on a fiscal deficit of almost seven percent next year, despite having a nine and a half percent this year, right? So that is where I think that the finance minister deserves full marks to take the leeway offered by the crisis and the fact that rating agencies would be very calm about any ex fiscal expansion because most countries in the world are going to expand their fiscal deficits phenomenally so the finance minister took the bait and expanded it that's point number 1 point number 2 so when i talked about my four p's in this context i said that she is going to be prudent practical protective and pump priming so let me start this by saying the protective part the protective part is the biggest apprehension in the market was that there would be a covid stress on all taxpayers the higher taxpayers she might tax the capital gains even more so that fear she has taken care of she has protected the taxpayers of this country and foreigners from any increase in taxes in such a year so that's a protective element the second element that i talked about is the prudence or the pragmatic what is the meaning of that though she has expanded the fiscal deficit to 6.8% the next year right she has forecast a gdp growth nominally of only 14.4% and considering that inflation is about 4.5 to 5% which means 
10 or 9.5% GDP growth, only she's projecting when everybody is saying that it's 11% is going to easily happen because of the bad last year. But she has not got carried away. She has been prudent and said, I will only take a normal 95 to 10%, which should not be difficult because the base year was a contraction year. So I think the SEC has been very prudent and pragmatic in this aspect. The next point of it is that the pump priming part, right? So when I say pump priming, what do I mean? I mean doing something to kickstart the economy. The reason I point out this is that in the case of 6.8% fiscal deficit, it gives her that much additional room to spend money. So by taking the bull by the horn, she's created the cushion to spend. But where is she spending the money is the very important thing, which I think we should all recognize. Every government has two aspects. There's revenue expenditure, capital expenditure. Revenue expenditure is farm loan waiver, any other loan waiver, moratorium, uh, you know, interest payment, government salaries, all of those things, right? This revenue expenditure is consumption related. It gives a boost to consumption. And, you know, everybody has been crying for that kind of an expenditure. Even last year, they eschewed that. So instead, they've chosen to spend it on capital expenditure. So what is the advantage of capital expenditure? Capital expenditure has a very big multiplier effect, which lasts for three to four years in terms of the economy. So that's where if you see, even in a 14.5% nominal GDP growth, what she has done, she has done a 35% increase in the capital expenditure, why oh why? So even in a tough year, she has chosen to do the right things, right? And to make this capital expenditure really a multiplier effect, she has wrapped a number of actions around these, which are all supportive to the pump priming effect. What are these actions? First, to create the financing need, normally the banks are the heavily dependent one. We had three development financial institutions, IDBI, IFCI, and ICICI years ago. They were wound up to become universal banks. And hence, those banks were forced to give these 10-year, 15-year, 20-year loan for infrastructure, which led to their NPA crisis. So first is to recognize that what she has done, she has said, we'll now freshly set up a development finance institution. Putting in 20,000 crores as government equity, it can raise other equity from the market. And if it totally has a corpus of 50,000 crores, it can borrow 10x from debt. So that 5 lakh crores is the financing which can come through this DFI. She's also mentioned that she will allow private sector to set up their own development financial institutions. So this is great news for the banks because they don't need to get burdened with doing this 10-year, 15-year loans as pressure from the government to finance this infrastructure. That, that takes away great relief for the banks. The second thing on the financing aspect that she's done is finally biting the bullet on creating a bad bank, which is what, did not use the word bad bank, but she said that the stressed assets of banks would, after cleaning up and doing all of that, be moved into a separate asset management company, which would then asset management or asset reconstruction company, which would get rid of the easy wins and package it and then sell it to AIFs. And there are a lot of vulture funds which buy these at a discount. Two things happen. One, you're actually monetizing a bad asset. So instead of you're going after recovering with those people, that AIF will go and recover through all its legal resources. So the bank is relieved of that burden. Second, the bank is now clear that all its sales force and its energies can be focused towards fresh lending. So this whole infrastructure program has also made now the banks free with this implementation. The third is to raise capital, right? So finally, this bit in the bullet and said, we will raise 
1.75 lakh crore and that's where i said the word prudent comes in why because last year they planned 2.1 lakh crore they didn't do anything but the capital markets were buoyant and then probably missed an opportunity she could have been tempted to say i'll add last year to what i want to do this year and do 3 and a half lakh crore that was one wish list of mine but she has been prudent in saying that i will only take 1.75 lakh crore as a inflow from this investment from lic from bpcl from concord from shipping corporation of india from air india all of these put together so i think that the key is that she has not over gone overboard she has been very prudent in her uh, expectations and i think for the forty the first time in the history of this country you will see that the disinvestment target set in the budget is likely to get actually achieved in the coming year so i think that again has been a very prudent aspect but it's a key financing for this 6.8% fiscal deficit in addition she has now opened further the doors and made foreign capital much more amenable to come to india first in insurance big big decision to not only increase fdi to 74% but to also allow control to foreigners with certain checks and balances great great news because insurance is very capital intensive and with the financialization of savings and the need for cover in this area of time of covid i think insurance sector right is a big big news second is he's also removed some knots on taxation for foreigners to sovereign wealth funds on the one side and to foreign retirement funds on the other side so you can see that both in debt and in equity foreign capital will continue to come in in the form of fdi fii equity and fii debt so financing this whole package of growth for the government she has also untied that knot right and then when you look at the quality of the infrastructure spent where is she allocated that roads railways healthcare infra so these are the key elements which provide employment generation right and they have a huge multiplier effect because for railways to make coaches to make rails so cement so steel so building materials all of these gets a boost she has also supported this exercise in terms of the pli scheme and the fact that for textiles seven mega parks are going to be set up as you all know textile is the huge biggest employment generator and that's where india had suffered because bangladesh and taiwan and all these nearby countries had with their cheap labor taking away the market share but i think with this we will be able to get the big textile fdi coming in and set up huge world class plants to grow so i think overall if you look at it now the way i have explained it right the number of sectors in the stock market which can benefit just pops out right so first is the banking sector i read out all the reasons so banks are going to benefit insurance companies are going to benefit asset management companies are going to benefit and nbfc is also benefit with this growth so that's bfsi is one big buy at this time the second is now in the infrastructure now in infrastructure not to get carried away by the ultimate infrastructure but the suppliers to infrastructure so if you now look at it right the cement the steel the capital goods the epc contractors the paints so there's a whole bunch of industries so any infrastructure related sectoral fund is a good call at this point to make right and what is the third thing right the third thing i think is that the overall scenario of gdp growth and development will naturally mean that the incomes the per capita incomes are going to rise in the country and i think ultimately with the support of the banks that will give a boost to high end consumption also along the way so i think to summarize right i think the budget has been a 
beautiful balancing act in a time of crisis to actually have the guts to take on a wider fiscal deficit to put across a very pragmatic approach in terms of nominal gdp growth of only 14% to carry that forward and to allocate the expenditure to infrastructure and capex which has a greater multiplier effect so as a result of that i think the rating agencies will also look and complement india on a good budget and hence any threat to india's rating being a negative for foreign flows will not be present so overall the stock market has reacted very strongly to the budget because a lot of the apprehensions which the market was carrying i think have got released so there's a relief element to the rally and also a progressive element to the rally so the progressive element of the rally i expect it to sustain over the next few months as government actually implements all these plans and these programs right so let me now conclude by saying that to repeat my ranking of the budget at 8.5 out of 10 and to say that these are the 4p budget is what i would call it thank you very much wisecast is a podcast initiative by sundaram mutual we hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you stay tuned to the wisecast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing mutual fund investments are subject to market risks read all scheme related documents carefully